Hey, it's Amber Smith. Welcome to the Conscious Coach Podcast. I am so excited to come back with a really awesome topic today. This is (laughs) going to be an epic podcast, I think, because we're talking about time. And I'm calling this episode Mindset Upgrades for Your Calendar because no matter who you are, no matter what you're going through, no matter how many kids you have or don't have, no matter what kind of business you have or don't have, we all have to experience time. And just like anything, the way that you experience time has to do with your perception. And your perception is based on your mindset, your understanding of energetics, the way that you've had or have experienced time in the past, the way you were taught time. We're gonna kind of dive into all of these things, but I think this is such a relevant topic. So, um, sorry, I also forgot to mention, I have allergies and so I sound really nasally and I apologize. Many of you know, I think if you're new, you might not know, but um, if you've been around a while, you guys know that I have three little girls. So I have a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old. And it is so much fun. And I, a lot of people think I'm very busy. And while I do have a lot going on, I never feel busy, even with my business, even with the kids, because busy is something that I, I'm very... I actually learned this a long time ago and I, I was I kind of removed it from my vocabulary. I got this idea from Tony Robbins in his book, Awaken the Giant With, Within. He talks about the power of our vocabulary and how words create a lot of meaning for us. And that was one of the ones that really stood out to me. At the time I had um, just a two-year-old and a baby. And I remember thinking all the time that I was so busy. And when I read that book, I was like, oh my gosh, like, yes. Like the way that I am conceptualizing with words my life saying that I'm busy is just reinforcing that feeling of being busy and it it became true, right? Like our thoughts create our reality. And so the more I thought I was busy, the more I found evidence of that and it just was this awful loop. And that was really my my beginning of my shift to having an abundance of time, which we're gonna talk about. And so I wanna share some mindset upgrades for you with your calendar because your calendar really is a representation of the way you think about time. And um, if you struggle with calendars, it, and it, that can go either way, way, right? Like maybe you struggle because you're really um, nit- nitpicky or it's frustrating to you or you're like obsessive or you maybe you're like me, how I used to be anyway, is like I don't keep a calendar, I don't keep track of time, I want to be spontaneous and flexible and you resist rules. And even though I'm going to recommend some of these like mindset upgrades, I do still believe that you have to do what works for you. Um, my quote system isn't necessarily the right one for you. I'm just going to be offering a lot of thoughts and shifts that you can experience energetically and with your mindset so that you can experience your calendar and therefore time better for you, your family, your business, everything that you have going on. So I have a few things that I want to share. So let's just jump in. It's gonna be so good. Um, number one is time block with values. And so you've probably heard of time blocking, but I don't, I have not heard this taught a lot about time blocking with your values first. So if you know your top five values are family, faith, your, you know, maybe your marriage is separate from your family, um, God, your health, right? Those five things, I just like pulled those out, right? (laughs) Those five things should be going in your calendar first. And this has really changed my life because 
I used to, especially when I was new to business, it felt like my business just creeped into every area of my life and I couldn't turn my phone off, I couldn't turn my brain off. And this is where the fatigue and the burnout would come from because I never actually was resting. I was always thinking about my business. And now I have like a, a time block in the morning where it's phone free time. And I'm not perfect at this, but it is pretty consistent where like for that hour and a half or two hours, I don't have my phone, I'm with my girls, and I get that mommy time and I feel really good about it because it's my priority, right? Like I said, I'm not perfect. This is not me preaching. <laughs> this is me sharing what works for me and what can work for you. Um, so I would just spend some time. What are your top five values? And are those things reflected in your calendar in some form? It doesn't have to be obsessively time blocking every hour. I don't time block every hour, but I do time block the important pieces of my day. That's one of the things um, that has really allowed me to feel like I'm quote, checking the box in the motherhood department, um, even though I have a business that I'm scaling and I work with clients and things like that, I really feel like I'm showing up for my family the way that I want to because I see it on my calendar every day. I get the little Google alert, right? Phone free time every morning and that's blocked out. And that was the first thing that I put in my calendar. And I think when you do it this way, it's kind of like that, um, that old saying about the rocks and the sand and the water, or like the rocks, the pebbles, the sand and the water in a jar, right? You probably have all heard this metaphor, but I love it. You know, you can't fit it all in if you don't put the biggest things in first. So if you're trying to put sand in, you're going to run out of space, right? You're not going to be able to fit the rocks in. But if you put the rocks in to the jar and then the pebbles and then the sand and then the water, you can fit it all. And I really have seen this true in my life. We think we are so nervous about letting go of our business, about taking time away or, you know, maybe even mentally stepping away, which is so important. Um, we focus all our efforts on creating our business that we really, the business is often like the equivalent of a pebble in the metaphor, right? Like it's important, but it's not the most important. Um, we love it, but not as much as we love our kids, right? Um, we want to be successful, but not at the sacrifice of our health long term, right? Like there's, you can ask yourself powerful questions to get to the root of what's the most important thing to you. And I highly recommend you spend time with this. Not as just an exercise that, you know, is fun. It's like life changing if you really let it be. So spend time thinking about your values and then time block accordingly. I would recommend with a clean slate, looking at a blank calendar. Where do these time blocks go? Where do you schedule in time with kids? Where do you read? Where do you work out? Where do you connect with God? Whatever your values are, how can you put that in your calendar first? Then where can you take clients, <laughs> right? After you fit, fit all your most important values, then you can introduce the business and the details and the car, you know, the carpool pickup and going, you know, out with your friends or whatever um, the pebbles or the sand is, right? And I think that this is a backwards way of thinking because our businesses can feel so heavy. And so, especially if you are, you know, if you rely on your income, it can feel like this is the most important thing, but I would challenge anyone with a job or as an entrepreneur to really challenge that belief that is your job, the most important thing. Cause like what I realized a long time ago when I started studying high performance and, um, like entrepreneur people who make it big, they prioritize their health because without your health, you have nothing. You can't have relationships. You can't build your business. You don't have the time to go on a vacation with your spouse. You don't have the energy to show up for your mom or dad when they're sick, right? And so health should, like, I'm just gonna say my my beliefs, should be top priority for, all, for us all, no matter what we're doing. But like, 
we sometimes get so caught up in the tasks of our business that we forget truly like the vessel that we live in, which is our bodies, right? So I'm going to just send some encouragement to you. Spend some time thinking about how you can prioritize your body more. I, I don't know if that'll hit, but it's coming to coming up for me right now. Um, I love I love thinking about it. I'm not perfect by any means, but it's one of those things that I'm constantly trying to improve. Um, because I see the value of it. I know that I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty young compared to, I guess the spectrum of age for humans, but I also know that I'm very intimate with my own mortality. And I think about it a lot, not in a morbid way, just like as an inspiring, motivating way. Like I will be an old woman one day. What kind of old woman do I want to be? In fact, (laughs) my husband just got home from a hunting trip and he's gone for a few days And I wrote a little um, sticky note to remind me. And I was like, how do you want to feel when you're 90? And he opens the fridge and he's like, is this for me? I'm like, no, this is for me. (laughs) Um, Like, it was just a good reminder. Like, how do I want to feel when I'm 90? Because the choices stack. And I'm not saying this to pressure you or to make you feel bad. And actually, we're going to talk about shame in this podcast. This is not about shaming yourself into changing. This is really about shifting the way you think about what you do with your body Um, because I think that that should be on your highest value list. You know, of course the other ones would be your relationships with your family members, your connection with God or the universe, whatever you believe your spiritual self, because no matter what you believe, I, I just, it's so empowering to think of yourself as more infinite than just a body, right? The death is not the end that you are an infinite being that you came from somewhere you were created. I think that there's a lot of value in having a spiritual belief, Um, And if you're listening to a podcast called the Conscious Coach Podcast, I'm sure a lot of you guys resonate with that. So are you prioritizing that? Is that something that you experience daily? I'm getting ready to launch. um, Well, I'm already in launch if you guys are following me on social media. If you are, say hey at It's Amber Smith. Um, I'm launching this this challenge, this Your Next Client Challenge. And I inside, I'm going to teach these three daily non-negotiables. And I was thinking about the word non-negotiable. Um, because our minds, it's like a ping pong game. Like we're constantly asking ourselves questions and answering those questions in our brain, right? What should I eat for breakfast? I think you should eat eggs. Okay. I'm going to eat eggs, <laughs> right? What should I say on social media? Oh, you should say this. Okay. I'm going to say this, right? Like the ping pong back and forth is how we think. And in that ping pong game that we play with ourselves, sometimes we can get into negotiations. Should I post on social media? Well, maybe you could tomorrow. Should I show up and sell my offer? Mm, I don't know. Maybe you need to spend more time like journaling and getting into alignment, right? We could play ping pong with ourselves that way. But when we make things non-negotiable, things become a must. Things become a commitment. And that's how amazing results are created. It's not from negotiating. And so as I've been thinking about this for um, this challenge, your next client challenge, you guys should join if you haven't. I've also been thinking about this podcast that I wanted to create about the calendar. And I really think that that's how our relationships, our health, our, you know, the way that we connect to God daily or whatever other things you want to be non-negotiable for you. Can you make that shift mentally where it is a non-negotiable to do these things in as in a time block with your values? <laughs> okay. So I think that I've said enough about time blocking. There's tons of resources about time blocking, but I highly recommend that you do it according to your values. And that's number one. So number two, I want you to replace the word calendar with your highest self. (laughs) I had this moment a few months ago where I really saw my calendar was like my higher self trying to teach me, right? Like we make really good choices ahead of time. 
when we look at our week ahead of time, we can see like we want, we are make really good decisions. It's in the moment that we fall back on our old habits. It's in the moment that we play out a pattern that we've been playing out for years. It's in the moment that we, you know, negotiate with ourselves. But the decisions we made ahead of time really is our higher self. So now when I think about my calendar, I really try to remember this is my highest self talking to me because when I slowed down, when I planned ahead, when I tapped into my highest reasoning brain, when I was still and I was planning ahead for my highest good, I made these decisions for my time. And I have a choice now when I see it on my little iWatch, <laughs> like my Apple Watch, right? Like the calendar alert will pop up, like phone free time, play with girls every morning. I have a choice in that moment. And instead of looking at it as my calendar, really even just thinking about it as my highest self, I want to honor her, right? I want to be in integrity with my highest self. I want to constantly improve. I want to follow through on my commitments and the word I keep to myself. I recorded a podcast about the four agreements and the first agreement is just so powerful. Be impeccable with your word. And I think one of the issues that calendars bring up for people is that we often break our word. And that was me my whole life, like (laughs) up until my twenties, like I, um, I would keep a, you know, I would say I was going to keep a calendar and then I would like have the little alert and I'd say, I'd do it later. <laughs> Maybe you can relate. And I was constantly breaking my words with myself. And I, it wasn't until I found personal development and coaching that I realized how damaging that was to my self-esteem, to my confidence, um, to the, my self-concept, the way I saw myself. And so time, and I think this is a really important discussion that we're having today is so important for you, for your re- relationship with yourself. So just, just switch yourself mentally. Like what if you referred to your calendar as your higher self talking to you? I know that sounds a little weird and you don't have to talk about it with anyone else, but just with you play a game with yourself. I um, schedule my weeks out on Sunday. Um, whenever you schedule your weeks out, like really imagine yourself being your highest version, planning your week. And then when the little alert comes, can you see that little alert or that little ding or the little reminder as your highest self. And how does that change your experience of what you're quote supposed to do or what is scheduled to do? Because that little shift has done a lot of wonders for me personally. Um, and it's something that like, it's not like I refer to it as my highest self <laughs> to like my husband or my nanny or anything like that. It's just a, like I said, a game that I play with myself and it helps me stay in integrity. It helps me be impeccable with my words. So try it. Um, I always say, don't, don't believe me, try me. Um, just try it on and see how it how it fits for you. Number three is presence. You guys know I'm super into this. Um, I read a few books that just really spoke to me about the power of presence and slowing down and being still and being mindful of the moment. And if you want to master your time, master being present to your life. And most people, and this is the work, right? Want to avoid being present because of the discomfort because of the uncomfortable emotions, because of the boredom or the shame or the anger or any negative emotion that we're trying to avoid, we're going to feel when we're present, right? And that's why we don't want to be present. We we don't want to experience that. But that is where the juiciness of life is. That is where the healing is. That is where the amazing results are. That is where exceptional lives is learning to master the present moment and move through the uncomfortable emotions that you can create an amazing life. And so I really think a key to, you know, mastering your calendar is mastering the moment to moment that you live your life, right? 
life is a series of moments. Days are just filled with moments. And one of my favorite authors, his name is Robin Sharma. He talks about how, you know, as you craft your days, so you live your life. And then I take that even further. It's like, as you live your moments, so you craft your days. And so as you like really untangle that, Every moment, every every experience you have is tied to the way you experience the present moment. And if you can't learn to master the present moment, no matter what goal you achieve, no matter what level of success you create, you will always think it's better in the future or you will always be avoiding what you've created because you are so afraid of being present, of slowing down, of feeling your feelings, of being vulnerable or whatever it is. This is, the like, to me, the secret of the universe is learning to be present because our brains love to remind us of the past and make us feel shameful. Um, Our brains love to anticipate the future and makes us feel anxious, right? The only safety really is feeling now. And our brain resists it so much. And a lot of um, books talk about the ego and that's a podcast for another day, but um, I, cause I, I want to talk about the ego and how it shows up, but the ego wants us to not live in the present. It's really hard for the ego to survive when you're being present. And so if you want to kill your ego, and I mean the spiritual ego, not like the way that most people talk about the ego. Oh, he has such a big ego. No, no. I'm talking about the ego that we all have, which is a self-defense mechanism created to usually protect our inner child. Like I said, that, that podcast is coming because I feel really compelled to talk about it and how it can show up for you. But basically, what I want you to know is that there's a reason that you don't want to be present and it's totally normal, right? Like most humans don't actually live in the present moment. We're thinking about the future, we're talking about the past, even even just a few paces into the future, right? We're, we're thinking ahead instead of really living in the now. And so I have a few book recommendations. You guys have probably heard me talk about them. Um, what obviously Eckhart Tolle, he has a book called The Power of Now and his second book is A New Earth, and I highly recommend both of them. They've taught me so much about presence and releasing the ego and understanding my true identity, and that's related to time and how you experience yourself. And then the second book I'm going to recommend is The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, and he talks about a, a concept called Einstein time, which is really slowing things down being the creator of time. So I really recommend you check out those two resources. Um, I think it'll definitely take your study, your experience, your practice of presence to a whole nother level. Um, number four, I said, release time shame. Um, this is your moment (laughs) to really release whatever judgment you have coming up right now, release it. It is not serving you. You do not need to hold yourself to impossible standards. You do not need to judge yourself for the way the world talks about time. Or, you know, judgments can show up as like, I'm lazy. I I waste time. I never have enough time. Um, I squander my time. I'm disorganized. I'm a procrastinator. All of those, those words are judgments. And I want you to release them because almost every single one of those judgments has, is tied to shame. And I see shame as one of the biggest, one, painful experiences humans have it's isolating it keeps you in awful loops where you keep repeating the same behaviors over and over again which is time that was my big one i had to release the shame of being a procrastinator of mismanaging my time i remember in college i did a lot of work about you know losing my identity as a procrastinator i felt like i had always procrastinated um 
And I learned that I just had a lot of shame about how I wasted time or how I didn't manage it well as a, as a young adult or, you know, as in high school, some things that my parents said or didn't say or things that my (laughs) teachers said or my friends said, just like, you know, you get, just pick up on cues on how people saw you. And I held a lot of shame. And what I didn't realize is the more shameful I felt, the less able I was to see myself clearly enough to make new choices New awareness can bring new choices, but if your awareness is tinted with shame, none of that matters. And so I really want to give you permission to release whatever shame you have about how you've spent your time, how you think about time, whatever labels you've given yourself, release it. Forgive yourself and powerfully move on. You do not need to feel shame to change. And I just want to extend that invitation to you um, and just do the whatever work it takes to release the shame like it is worth your time, um, time. There you go. Um, because it will empower you. It, it will just unlock so much personal power in your life. Um, shame. I really believe this is a tool of the adversary to keep you stuck and small. So remove it, release the time shame. Okay. Number five, does this move the needle is a really powerful question. Um, Because I want you to move the needle, not just in your business, of course, I want you to move the needle in your business and make money and sign clients and grow and scale or whatever your goals are. (laughs) And does this move the needle with your relationship with your kids or with your spouse or with your, like your partner? Does this move the needle on your health goals? Does this move the needle on your house goals or your cleanliness goals? Does this move the needle on your personal development or your faith? Right? I think it's a really powerful question because this is the difference between being busy and being productive is does it move the needle? You can just do a quick audit, look at your calendar, ask yourself, does this move the needle? Look at the, look at the task, look at the time block. Does this move the needle? And I think that this is a really powerful question because it releases like um, some of the judgments we have about how we spend our time. For example, I will push my three-year-old on the swing for like, hours it feels like hours every day Um, probably spread throughout the day it probably is close to an hour like 20 minutes here 10 minutes there she just loves it she can't get enough of it and sometimes I get a little frustrated because of how much she wants to swing but what I realized one day I asked myself this question is is this moving the needle with my relationship with Riley and like yes and it was so like it was emotional but like it also set me free it allowed me to come in with a new energy to that relationship while I'm pushing her on the swing, like I'm building a relationship with her. She will remember this. She wants this. This is how she connects to me. We talk, she feels loved. So I am moving the needle. Now, some people would look at pushing your kid on a swing for like 30 minutes is like a waste of time. And that's, that's why I didn't, I want to ask the question, like, is this a good use of my time? I don't think that that's the right question. I think, is it moving the needle on your goals? And my goal is to be a great mom and to connect with my kid swinging does that for me so i it's included in my day right um and you can evaluate a lot of your tasks or activities or just you know what the way you spend your time this way does this move the needle number six what is this costing me this is a really powerful question i think this is a ceo level question if you're in business um I remember thinking about this early on. I would just do everything myself, right? Like I, and I would just try a lot of things. But when I started asking me, asking myself, what is this costing me? I started to realize um, I wasn't thinking like a business owner. I was thinking like an employee. 
And this is just one way that this can show up. Of course, this can also show up in your relationships and your, in your health, you know, um, anything. I think it's worth the time to ask, what is this costing me? So when you're doing your calendar audit or you're, you know, you're listening to this podcast, you're like, okay, like, what am I going to do differently now? I think that this is a really powerful question to kind of like the same thing as like, what is this moving the needle? Um, the next question I would ask, like, what is this costing me? So if you're looking at your tasks, you know, and you're, and you ask yourself, what is this costing me? Be creative in the answer because you might want to just like kind of tuck it under the rug and not worry about it. But I bet it's costing you something. And the first time I had to ask myself this powerful question, it was, it was a hard answer. Um, I had run a membership and you guys might've remembered that I had a membership for 30 bucks a month. And I basically just coached live every week. That was the membership. I would show up, people would show up, and I would coach them. And it was just 30 bucks a month. And I think I had like 20 coaches in there or so. And I remember asking myself a CEO level question. What is this costing me? And I did not like the answer because I loved the coaches in that group. And it was really hard for me to let go, even though I knew it was costing me as a CEO and business owner too much. It was too much time. I wasn't getting paid what I knew I could create in the world. It was a disservice to my family and uh, honestly to the coaches too. I didn't see that till later, but um, the exchange wasn't there. They weren't showing up as powerfully or integrating the work because it was a cheap option. And I know that that sounds a little harsh, but I've seen that so true. The people who pay, pay attention. There's a reason that when people pay a lot of money, they get amazing results if they do the work. It's because they're more invested and they show up better. They take their work more seriously. Um, and I realized that the membership model, it was a good idea initially, but eventually it started costing me too much as a business owner, as a mom, and seeing my clients not getting the results that I knew they were capable of because they treated the membership as something really lighthearted. And so, not all of them, of course, but just a few of them, I noticed that they wouldn't apply what we talked about. Whereas my one-on-one clients who were paying me significantly more money were integrating what we were talking about. And I realized the exchange was off. And so it was costing me too much to keep the program, not in terms of money, although that was a part of it, but just in terms of results and legacy and my reputation and my time with my kids and all the things that you consider, right? Like it's always a complex issue when we talk about time because it influences each other. The tasks influence other tasks and relationships. And so I think this is a really hard question to answer, but if you're willing to look, you it's a gold mine, right? Look at every task you have in your business. What is it costing you to do that? What is it costing you to not publish a post or a podcast? What is it costing you not to invest? What is it costing you not to outsource? What is it costing you um, to play small? You know, you're getting something from it, but it's also costing you something. And so I would highly recommend just doing an audit on your calendar. What is it costing you to do these tasks? Number seven, abundant belief about time. I truly believe that time is one of our greatest resources (laughs) and it's our most limited, right? Because we all have the same hours in the day. We will die. I'm going to say that again. We will all die. And I think the more you can make peace with that, the more you can make peace with time. Um, and also honor it. I've, I've learned to really enjoy the present moment because I'm aware of my own mortality. And I think I said that earlier, but it's true. And so the more, and it's funny because you'd think that thinking about my own mortality would make me feel a scarcity about time, but actually it's done the opposite. I like really enjoy my life. 
And one of the words that I've, I've learned to use is like, I savor my life. I savor the moments with my kids. Um, like when I rock my baby to sleep, like I listen for the, like it's going to make me emotional. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going there. I will continue strong. Um, like when I rock my baby, like her little giggle before I put her down to bed or like when my, my little sweet three-year-old tells me something and she says it with the wrong way, you know, cause of her cute little, um, how she <laughs> articulates isn't quite, you know, up to par yet. Cause she's three and it's so cute the way she says the word wrong or my five-year-old when she's telling me about kindergarten, I'm really here for it. And when I'm on a client call, like I really feel their life. Like I feel like I have a hand on the heartbeat of their life when we talk on our Zoom calls or whatever I find myself doing when I'm on a date with Wesley, when I see him come home, like I try to be really aware of my life because I'm thinking about my mortality. And it and like actually thinking about that way opens up, like that's why presence is so important. It opens me up to feeling the moment, to savoring the moment. And now I have an abundance of time because I'm totally present. And like I said, this isn't me preaching because I'm not perfect at it, but it is something I practice really frequently. I don't describe myself as busy. I do think I have a lot of time. I, I really believe I use my time well. And I'm grateful for that because it makes me enjoy my life. Like, what's the point of success if you didn't enjoy the process along the way? Really think about that. And I think that this unlocks that question in a really profound way. If you spend time thinking about your calendar and your time and you make these mindset upgrades and shifts, you can win with time. You can have a different relationship with it, which means you're going to use it wisely. You're going to do amazing things with your time. You're going to have amazing memories. You're going to be more productive. You're going to feel better and more fulfilled. And like ultimately what's better than that? And so that is what my wish for you. I hope that you use these mindset upgrades for your calendar and that you have an amazing relationship with time. And if you don't, that you do the work so that you can, because this is your one life and time is like the river that we're all in, right? We're all floating down the river of time, but how are you going to go down the river? Like, are you going to leisurely enjoy it? Are you going to try to paddle to the end (laughs) fiercely and furiously Are you going to really enjoy your time here and make the most of it? Savor the moments, okay? That's my wish for you. I really want you to savor it and be the master of it so that you can, you know, create an impact and a legacy with whatever that means for you, whether it's with your family or your business or in the world or with your message. doesn't really matter. Use it to, use time to be your friend, to help you do your work in the world. That's my wish for you. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you next week. Hey, I hope you loved today's episode. If you're ready to grow your coaching business with high level, higher ticket clients, I'd love to invite you to join my business program, Pro Coach. It's my lifetime membership program to help you craft, market, and sell your coaching packages to aligned, high level clients. Find out more at itsambersmith.com forward slash program. I'll talk to you soon.